welcome back to the Strategic Stripping Podcast. So happy to have you here. This is part three of the psychology of selling. This is the last part, the final part to the psychology of selling, learned completely by Mr. Brian Tracy himself, who is a world-renowned expert in teaching about sales, psychology, and success. Well, he's not the one teaching it. I'm the one teaching it, but I learned it all from him. He's getting up there in age, so at this point, he's probably spent about a lifetime learning and teaching about how to become successful. He's absolutely the guy that I would attribute most of my success to in the stripper world. I bet he'd be surprised to hear that. Probably never thought his business presentations were being watched by a hungry stripper that wanted to make the most of herself. Anyway, this is part three. So quickly to recap, the two most important things from the first two videos. Number one is you must learn to like and love yourself. If you want to live a happy, good life, you really have to get this down. And there are two very simple things that you can do to make this happen. Here's just a couple simple things. There's probably tons and tons of things you can do. But here's two that are quick fixes that you can do right now. One is to look at yourself in the mirror. Smile, keep smiling, and keep smiling until you really feel it, until that smile becomes real. Even if it's only real because you feel silly looking at yourself in the mirror smiling. Keep smiling. And once you get that genuine smile, now is the time to say, I like myself. And then you say it over and over again. I like myself. 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 And the more you repeat something, the more you will believe it. And by smiling, you're literally tricking your body to be happy and you're telling yourself that you like yourself. So you're tricking your brain and body into believing that you are happy and that you like yourself. And eventually this will work and become genuinely real. I don't know how this shit works, but I promise it works. Another thing that you can do is sit up straight, keep your chin up and your shoulders back. Having great posture is a sign of high self-esteem. And when you sit up straight and hold yourself in an upright position, this shows yourself that you care about yourself and also shows other people that you care about yourself and they will recognize it and so will your subconscious mind. So sit up straight. And the second most important thing so far, or maybe the first, I don't know, these maybe are hand in hand, but is to write down your goals. If you listen to self-development like I do, you probably have different people telling you to do all kinds of stuff. Do this for success, do that for this, do this for the better life, do this for whatever. I'm gonna tell you though, this is one of the easiest things that you can possibly do that Brian says out of everything he teaches, this is the number one thing you can do to set your subconscious mind on an underground mission to start achieving your goals. When you take the time to physically hand write them out. This isn't just your stripper friend talking here, ladies. This is from an incredible man who has spent an entire lifetime just about studying successful people. And he says that this works. So do it. Do it for you. Do it for me. Do it for your family. Do it for your dog. I don't care who you do it for, but do it because life is not meant to be lived in mediocrity. Mediocrity is truly what scared me into stripping. I was, it was scared me into stripping. I was an 18 year old virgin. I had no desire to go and take off my clothes for money. But the idea of being normal scared me more than that did. And thank God, whatever God is. The goal in strategic stripping here is to live an absolutely abundant life. To be independent, to not need anything from anyone, to be completely set up in yourself. You're confident, you're happy, you're financially free, which is the goal. 
We're moving towards that. That is the goal. Right now, we're kind of still in the learning how to make money stage, but soon, very, very, very soon, we're going to be moving into the what do you do with your money stage. So we're going to start talking about what you can do right now to become great at what you do. This is the last part of the psychology of selling. There's a full book on this, but right now I'm just going to go through the rest of what was in this lecture. So being great in our industry requires a lot of mental and physical strength. It requires some tough skin and to not waste your energy on the wrong people because unfortunately we have a finite amount of energy. So this is very, very important. When it comes to selling, there are always going to be high probability customers and low probability customers. And you can't tell these customers just from looking at them necessarily. The construction worker that looks like a construction worker might end up giving you a ton of money when the man in the business suit really might not be there with the intention of spending any money at all. So these are things that are in their all case-by-case -case basis. There is literally no one-size-fits-all to figure this kind of stuff out, which is why we really need to get good at reading people and to figuring out what they want. So what's the best part of selling? Well, it's making the sale. It's getting paid. It's that endorphin rush you get when they say yes. What's the downside of sales? It's dealing with difficult people. It's long, drawn out, boring conversations that aren't going anywhere. It's not making the sale. We hate the feeling of not succeeding, do we not? If they disrespect you, walk away. Dealing with people that are disrespectful or difficult is what grinds us down the fastest. Walk away from those people. In selling, if you start to deal with difficult people and you quickly decide to walk away, this will keep you up. This will keep you in a positive mood. Just be thankful he's gone and don't spend any more time thinking about him ever again. He's gone. He's in your past. He does not matter. Dealing with shitty people can and will wear you out, drag you down, pull your self-esteem down, can make you feel sad or make you feel bad about yourself or that you're not good at selling. And none of that is true. So if you're dealing with someone that sucks, Brian says, because he was talking about products or services, which isn't exactly what we offer, we kind of offer ourselves, but he said, say, you know, this product or service probably isn't for you. Thank you for your time and have a wonderful life. And you know, you really could say something like that. It would be kind of funny if you don't say it like a total bitch, but if he's being a fucking asshole, it doesn't really matter how you say it. But there's no there's no real point in leaving bad blood. So you could even say it in a funny, flirty way, kind of like, I really don't need you and you're really annoying me. So then that's it. And you just get up and walk away, you know? Thank you for your time. This clearly is not the right product for you. I hope you have a wonderful life. Which even just now, I was thinking about a real case scenario, so I, I still even felt kind of annoyed. Anyway, I've walked away from tons of people mid-conversation just because I didn't want to talk to them anymore. They were irritating me or if, especially if they're disrespecting you, I would just turn around and walk away. Do whatever you want, but the point is you don't want to feel bad. So if you can turn it into a situation that even makes yourself laugh or giggle later or a funny story to tell, you know, do that. We're trying to stay happy. We're trying to stay as happy as we possibly can in the club. And dealing with bad people is one of the quickest ways to not be happy in the club. Dealing with happy people, on the other hand, will keep you in a good mood even if they don't buy. 
So if you sit with someone for a few minutes or however long you decide to sit and try to persuade them to come with your charming self, even if they say no, at least you'll have a good vibe and you'll hopefully have left a good vibe. And maybe they'll come find you later or maybe you can check in on them later. Brian says from now on, for the rest of your stripping career, don't deal with difficult people. He says the rest of your career and I would say this is true. I would say for the rest of your life, don't deal with difficult people. They're not going to buy anyway. And even if they do, they might not pay. And if they do buy and they do pay, they'll probably complain. He calls them customers from hell. Just throwing it out there. There are some customers that just aren't worth it. The most important thing that you have is the fact that you have high energy, you're optimistic, and you're happy. Don't let anyone take that away from you. Anyone. Don't let anyone take that away from you. Walk away from difficult people. Next is to realize that life comes in seasons. And I have heard the, some of the most successful people talk about this. There are money positive seasons and there are money negative seasons. During the downtime, you're going to have to go for more people to make more sales. But this isn't time to cry and complain about it. Just recognize it's going to happen, recognize it when it does happen, and accept it. The economy is like the weather. You can't do anything about it. You can just adjust to it. And it is the most adaptable that survive. So instead of saying business is bad or, you know, whatever kind of bitching most girls do or a lot of girls do, no, just accept that it, today is slower than it was the day before. And that's not bad. And we honestly do have a very recession-proof business to work in anyway. I told my fiancé the other day that I needed to start teaching about how to prepare for an economic crash because it's coming. And he said, are you kidding me? He said, that industry will always work. And he's right, because sex does sell. And I also agree with it because I was stripping through the 2008 crash and I honestly thought people were just complaining to complain when they were talking about the economy because I was making great money while all my coworkers were in the back dressing room bitching about life. But when I saw the global charts of industries tanking, God, I was surprised. But I didn't realize how bad it was. So I didn't act like it was bad. I don't watch the news. I wasn't paying attention to any of that. I heard about it. But I thought, these guys are in my club. Of course they want to dance. So I would just act like, of course they want to dance. Not that, oh, I wonder if they just lost their job or they're trying to hoard their money or they're, you know, whatever. I didn't think about that. It is really important that you decide you're going to keep making money and pretend like everyone you talk to still has money. Because if you act like they're broke and they might not want to spend, that's probably exactly what will happen. And here's the thing. When you can succeed in a turned down economy, when it turns around, and it will, you'll be so far ahead. You'll be smarter, quicker, more determined, focused, and confident. So just look at it as a challenge to make you stronger. And I have to say this, Brian says when your coworkers are saying, God, this is so hard and they complain all the time about everything, he says, why don't you say, yeah, hey, why don't you quit? And that's obviously maybe not the nicest thing to say, it's clearly not the nicest thing to say, but I understand it being hard sometimes. Trust me, I do. I understand it being very, very difficult sometimes. But if you can get one person to get a dance every hour and a half, you're still doing better than most of the people in the country. In the country. 
So every time you complain to your coworker without asking permission, just trying to get them to agree with you, the only thing you're doing is making it harder for everyone, including yourself. Don't be that girl. Don't be that girl that drags other people down and don't put up with that girl that drags other people down. Maybe you really could say that. If you have someone that's bitching all the fucking time about it, and I heard that a lot. If you have someone that's bitching all the time about how hard work is, why don't you suggest that? Why don't you quit? You clearly hate it here. It's kind of dragging the vibe down a little bit. Why don't you go get a job you actually like? You know, I'm just saying, like, life is too short to work somewhere you hate. And it's not fair to drag down other people that are still trying in that industry. One thing that Brian talks about when it comes to selling is when you're talking to your future customer, talk about the results or benefit of your product. Okay, so we're in a very unique industry, so how can we spin that? The first thing that comes to mind is you seem like you could use some stress relief. Come play with me. My boobs will lower your blood pressure and make you happier. This is science. Find the benefits, right? Come up with something. Even come with me. I'm known as the dream maker and I want to take you to fantasy land. Girls, go make up some stuff. Go sit down and start thinking up some funny and sexy lines. Funny, mysterious, danger, clever, slick. You will eventually find a few lines that will work consistently on guys. Get them intrigued enough to say yes. Use those lines over and over until you get bored of them or until you come up with new ones or whatever. Just experiment with it, but come up with new lines. I just made those up totally randomly. Like your tone of voice and the way you say it, the way you look at these people, all of that stuff seriously matters for getting them to say yes. It's not really just your words. It's all of you. It's the way you look at them. It's the way they're feeling you. It's the way you have your body pressed up against theirs. It's a whole lot of different things. Another thing Brian talks about is the comeback later guy. Now, of course, in his industry, he wouldn't maybe call him the comeback later guy, but we all know who I'm talking about. And what Brian suggests is telling them, I don't come back later. So maybe something that we could say is, I don't think I should come back later. I value my time and I do find you quite attractive. So do you want to do this or what? You're going to have a great time or we're going to have a great time. Like push them. Push them or don't go back. I mean, maybe you should go back. This is actually another conversation I had with somebody else about going back over and over and over and over and over and over and it taking up to seven times sometimes to make a sale. But this is something you can experiment with. Or you could even say this and then fucking go back later if you feel like it. Anyway, I would recommend trying to say this in the sexiest way possible. You're dealing with a human being that has emotions and feelings. And you want to say it in a way that's self-confident that you don't really need him. But you know that you two would have fun. Or at least you know that he would have fun. But you know what I mean. You two would have fun. So next is perception is reality. The customer's perception of you is the customer's reality of you. When you meet your customers, what you say to them, they will generally believe you. Most people believe what they're told and then observe, watch to see if what the person said is for real. Everything that you say counts. Everything that you do counts. Every interaction counts. Personally, when it comes to selling in the strip club, I think the best way to position yourself is the sexiest girl in the club or one of the sexiest girls in the club. 
And this is not a character that you can fall out of if you want to upkeep that image. When there's no one in there, you don't go to the bar, slunch over and start scrolling through your Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is that you're looking at, being in your own little world. No, you sit up straight, you have your chin up, your legs crossed, and you stay turned towards the door slightly. When a new customer comes in, if he heads towards the bar like most people do or like a lot of people do, have a very open body language. Look at him and smile. And even in your mind, say something like, he's sexy. It'll send off a vibe to him that you're feeling him. Pretend like this guy is going to become your next long-term client. That you have a crystal ball and you know that this guy wants you. You know he wants you, but you know he's too afraid to talk to you. So make it obvious that you're interested in him and be open to him coming over and sitting with you. And even if he comes up to the bar and doesn't sit next to you, if you can tell, if he maybe looks over at you or smiles or nods, get up and go sit with him. We don't have to leave this up to them by any means, but a lot of guys, that's a great way to know though if they are like, oh yeah, I, I definitely like this girl, is if they're coming up to the bar and you smile and you nod and whatever and then they come up and sit down next to you. That's a great sign. So if you're going to go for being the sexy girl, I would always stay in that character. Always. Sexy and funny is a great mix. And remember, even if you don't feel sexy yet, you've got to practice. Practice makes perfect. I feel like I remember when I decided I was going to start being sexy as fuck at work. I felt self-conscious. The other girls, to a small degree, knew me. I was the hippie chick. I wasn't really the girl that went all out being as fucking flirty and sexy and whatever as I could be. So I feel like sometimes when people know you, they can hold you back, kind of. Like... That's not who she is. Trying to make you stay the same. But you don't have to stay the same. You don't have to stay the same for anyone. Who you are yesterday is not who you have to be today. You can change your personality to whatever you want it to be. Remember the video I did about reinventing yourself? You can be anyone you want to be. Anyone. And you can change so much about your physical looks. And this is one of the reasons why I support club hopping, by the way. I've talked a lot about there's no reason to stay in a club if you are not enjoying it. If you start off with bad luck at one club, maybe there's no money for your first week of shifts, go try another one. Go reinvent yourself. And again, I would go for being the sexy girl because I just feel like that's where the most money's at. They're going to a strip club. They might be going there more for a conversation, but it's your sexy hustle that will move them to get a dance with you, to make them be like, fuck yeah, I wanna open my wallet and I wanna hand this girl money. And that is the truth in my experience. Now maybe someone else has got, you know, other ways that they that they do this and they make lots of money doing it. And if that's the case, I would love to interview you. So if you feel like being interviewed, please hit me up and let me know. But as far as I know right now, that's the easiest way to get people to buy. I mean, they're in a fucking strip club. Like they want strippers. You know, strippers are supposed to be sexy. That's your role, is to be sexy. Even if you're the girl next door and you're shy and whatever. And that can work too, right? But the girl next door that's shy and cute, if you throw out a sexy spin, that will get them to move. That will get them to get up and go with you. And that's a great combination too, by the way. Girl next door, girl next door look with a super sexy spin. Like, you know, it's, it works. 
Anyway, that's the end of Psychology of Selling from Brian Tracy. He has a whole book called The Psychology of Selling. Maybe we'll go through the whole book someday, but for now we're just going to stick with the information that I got from this three-part lecture. So I hope that you really enjoyed that. I hope that you apply this stuff, remembering to look at yourself in the mirror and to smile and tell yourself that you like yourself, to sit up straight, to have good posture, and to go for being the sexy girl and to not deal with shitty people. Not just customers, people. Don't put up with it. Don't let them steal your positive energy. Don't do it. That's one of the fastest ways to get put in a bad mood. And I'll tell you what, honestly, for myself, one of the fastest ways to get back into a good mood is to put on some headphones and put on some music you really like. I prefer house music because it doesn't have any lyrics. I don't have to think about anybody's drama or their life or anything like that. I just put on some really good headphones, turn it up, and listen to the beat. And my body fucking loves music. So it makes me feel good, it lifts me up, and it makes me feel better. So maybe that will work for you as well. I hope that you enjoyed this. I love you so very much, and we will talk soon. Ciao. Thank you.